podcast, so a lot of good stuff to talk about on today's episode, and some crazy stuff to talk about on today's episode, so we'll go ahead and we'll get started. Uh, the first thing was uh, a tweet from uh, Kratom News. Uh, this is an article from Huffington Post uh, talking about how the DEA has the wrong priorities and Kratom is the wrong target. So for those of you guys that don't know, uh, you know, there's an opioid addiction problem going on in the United States and Canada and really around the world. And there is a drug known as Kratom, uh, which is being used uh, to help treat people that have that addiction. And the DEA apparently is targeting Kratom as a drug and trying to make it so that they can't use that as a form of treatment uh, for opioids. So it's pretty counterproductive and it seems like it's the wrong move by the DEA. And it's interesting to me that the Huffington Post uh, is is making this article uh, to shed some light on it because it is a pretty crazy situation with that. Then. In baseball news, a pretty big acquisition, the Diamondbacks were able to get Brad Boxberger from the Tampa Bay Rays, so that's a really good relief pitcher. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what he can do for them. Uh, Darren Dreger tweeted out some uh, sad news uh, for Team Canada fans. Um, It looks like Jerome McGinley won't be ready for the Spengler Cup and is now a long shot for Team Canada and the Olympics. Uh, My response to that is, you know, really disappointed because that would have been really cool uh, to see Jerome McGinley play for Team Canada in the Olympics when no other NHLers are allowed to. Uh, You know, obviously he's not currently playing in the NHL, so that would have been really cool to see, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen now. Uh, Then uh, Ryan uh, Satin tweeted out, the unnatural way Kim Jong-un is watching a TV during nuclear bomb testing makes it look like he's a WWE wrestler watching a match backstage from the area, uh, or backstage area, I should say, (laughs) backstage from the area, uh, from the backstage area. Uh, So if you're a wrestling fan, you'll know exactly what he means. A lot of times you'll see these backstage shots uh, where wrestlers are kind of looking at the TV from the side as opposed to just sitting down and watching it. Uh, Then the Star Tribune tweeted out uh, that Walmart had a shirt, and I I really can't believe that Walmart actually had this shirt. It's shocking how stupid this shirt is. Literally on the shirt it said, Rope, Tree, Journalist. Uh, And Walmart actually did sell it, and they actually had to pull it off the shelves for good reason. Uh, My response to that is, what the fuck? Walmart truly has become more redneck than ever selling merchandise like that. Uh, then some really shocking news, uh, and, and, and probably out of everything that's gone on since uh, Harvey Weinstein, this is probably the most shocking thing, uh, to me anyways, uh, Greg Zahn uh, was terminated uh, by Rogers and Sportsnet due to inappropriate behavior um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. That It's, uh, you know, what can he say? Uh, then, interesting article again from the Huffington Post. They've had some really good articles I've been looking at lately. Uh, the secret ingredient to Hawaii's white sand beaches apparently is parrotfish poop. Uh, and they've got the videos to prove it. So if you're interested, definitely check it out. Uh, Twitter.com slash the John D. Newton. You can see that. It's pretty crazy. 
then a lot of talk on the today's podcast will be based on politics and you've got a lot of things going on in the US right now one of them is the Republican tax bill which is going to be adding one trillion with a T one trillion dollars to the deficit and that has me wondering what the fuck happened to this party because this used to be the party about being a you know financial conservative or a conservative financial person and now we're racking up debt and racking up credit cards like it's nothing um you know what the hell has happened to this party they're not really the religious party anymore they're not really the financially conservative party what they're just full of crazy people at this point um but apparently there's enough crazy people in that country to keep this party afloat um although we'll get into some really interesting stuff a little bit later in this podcast i think everybody's going to be interested no matter which party you affiliate with um then again twitter.com slash the john d newton i can't play this clip because i know it'll get us yanked off of youtube uh, but there's an interesting clip on YouTube of, I didn't even know that this was a, a real thing, marine iguanas. And if you watch it, you'll see they look like a real-life Godzilla. Um, it's really crazy, definitely worth checking out. Um, and then also, I uh, highly recommend everybody check this out on YouTube as well, uh, George Foreman hitting the heavy bags. Uh, you'll see the power that he's hitting these heavy bags. And man, like, I would not want to be an opponent of his with that much strength, that much power in his punches. You, you, the, the sound you hear when he's punching the heavy bags is unlike anything that you've ever heard uh, anybody punching heavy bags before. There's so much force into it, uh, whether you're talking about back in that era or even going all the way up to today. I've never seen or heard somebody punch a heavy bag like the way George Foreman does in this clip. I highly recommend it if you're a sports fan, if you're a boxing fan, uh, and you haven't seen it, like definitely check it out because it's pretty crazy. Uh, then there was this clip uh, from CNN about Senator uh, Graham, Lindsey Graham, uh, which I thought was interesting. It's worth playing for you guys. This is this endless, endless attempt to label the guy as some kind of kook, uh, not fit to be president. Now, I have never said, and I don't think anybody here has ever said, that the president is a kook or that he's unfit to be president. But you know who has? Take a look. I think he's a kook. I think he's crazy. I think he's unfit for office. What a Projection is a real thing. What a difference a year <laughs> makes. And we will get into much more about Donald Trump believe me, uh, in this podcast, but I thought that that was a pretty good swipe uh, by Jake on CNN. Um, then Alex Medina tweeted out an image of a robot uh, that was doing flips and just unbelievable movement as a, as a machine. Uh, Elon Musk, actually, to finish, Alex Medina tweeted that out and then said, we're dead. Uh, Elon Musk responded and said, this is nothing. In a few years, that robot will be moving so fast, you'll need a strobe light to see it. Sweet dreams. <laughs> so Elon Musk continuing to scare the shit out of everybody online. Uh, 
Life of Daddy on Twitter tweeted out, Yeah, sex is cool, but have you ever closed 15 tabs after finishing a project? Uh, so then going back to baseball, because there's been a lot of news in baseball lately, uh, a huge twist in the Atlanta Braves front office saga, and the Atlanta Braves have had so many issues lately. Uh, the team announced that Andrew Tinnish has withdrawn from recently announced position as VP of Amateur and International Scouting to remain with the Blue Jays. Uh, that's a pretty big deal for the Blue Jays as well, because apparently this was a guy that was really coveted and was an integral part of helping to build the Blue Jays to where they are now. Um, then at Men in Black 815 tweeted out uh, in response to Joe Rogan and Flat Earthers, uh, tell you what, get a reasonably powered telescope one you can see the moon with clearly. Now in daytime, point it towards Mount Everest. No obstructions, highest point on Earth, and explain, without curvature, why you can't see it, or anything else more than 10 to 12 miles away. Uh, so again, pretty basic science there uh, from Joe Mama on Twitter. Uh, Conan O'Brien tweeted out, May you live in interesting times, like when your vice president starts picking his vice president. Although, Conan O'Brien may not have known all the details at that time, because this was on December 1st. Uh, there's a little bit more to the story, which we're going to get into on this podcast. Uh, WWE Creative Humor tweeted out, Dear Donald Trump, when you get impeached, you're more than welcome to come back as the GM of Raw, since we do well with heel authority figures. Hashtag kayfabe. Uh, and then Matthew from Botchamania had this meme. Uh, if you're not a wrestling fan, skip this part. You'll have absolutely no idea. Some wrestling fans may not even know what this is because uh, it's kind of like inside wrestling. But uh, Jim Johnson was recently fired. Uh, or Jim Johnston, I should say, uh, was recently fired from WWE. He was the guy that used to make all the theme songs for every wrestler for the WWE or WWF at the time. Uh, so recently he was fired and they tweeted this meme from Dusty Rhodes saying in hard times are when a man has worked at a job for 30 years 30 years and they give him a watch kick him in the butt and say CFO took your money and took your job that was a horrible Dusty Rhodes impression but you get the idea uh, Lil Arab tweeted out, My girlfriend left me because I wouldn't stop calling our relationship a collaboration. Uh, Kristen Bailey tweeted out, I can't believe it's 2017 and I'm smarter than the president and hotter than the sexiest man alive and I'm still doing so poorly in life. <laughs> uh, Evelyn tweeted out, Me towards an individual who has no interest in me at all. I would die for you, uh, Simpsons meme, pretty funny there. Uh, James Breakwell tweeted out a conversation between a seven-year-old and himself. So the seven-year-old said, do you have a podcast? And James responded, do you even know what a podcast is? And the seven-year-old said, it's that thing where you talk to yourself and no one listens. So she knows exactly what a podcast is. <laughs> Uh, then, again, another clip I wish I could play, but I know it'll get us yanked off of YouTube. Definitely check it out. Uh, Julian Turner tweeting this out. Uh, he made a music video about DNA uh, so that he could curve his overall grade with his professor. So uh, it was actually really, really good. I highly recommend everybody checks it out. 
then Emily Seawright tweeted out my family Christmas card this year. Uh, so you've got excited, engaged, expecting, and then just Emily there with it. So. Uh, then this was hilarious. So this is an image of uh, Rudolph and a bunch of reindeers on the ground. Uh, so only Rudolph is flying there, or suspended, I should say. Uh, kids, if you're watching, he's flying. Uh, Christian tweeted out, All the reindeer used to laugh and call them names, so he killed them, all of them. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, then... You know, I was watching the Raptors game the other day, and even the day before, they, they kept talking to Drake. They, they actually gave him a mic to talk on. Um, so I said, you know, I'm glad I watch Raptors games on mute so I don't have to hear about Drake. Um, you know, I know he's the global ambassador for the Raptors, but man, like sometimes, you know. Um, all right, so this podcast mostly is going to be about Donald Trump and Flynn and everything that's going on because it's so crazy even for me I'm not the biggest fan of Donald Trump to say the least you guys know that from listening from watching this podcast but uh, what I want everybody to know is that this is all from the point of view of a lawyer on Twitter this whole thread that I'm going to be getting into was fascinating to me and I had to share it with you guys on this podcast uh, regardless of whether or not you consider yourself a Democrat or a Republican, if you're not an American, if you are an American, this has an impact on the entire world, uh, and it's an interesting perspective, so I wanted to share it with everybody, uh, and if you're interested, if you want to see the whole thread, I just kind of picked out the things that were fascinating to me, uh, you can check it out with Seth Abramson on Twitter, but I'm going to go ahead and, and dive into it. So. Seth Abramson started out saying, there may be other targets in the Russia probe, such as Attorney General Sessions at Flynn's same level in the hierarchy, but unless he could incriminate two or more of them, a deal like this would not be offered to Flynn, and there aren't two or more at his level in this case. So what this indicates, beyond any serious doubt, is the following. Special Counsel Robert Mueller, the former director of the FBI, believes that Mike Flynn's testimony will incriminate the President of the United States, the Vice President of the United States, or both of these men. For this reason, what's about to happen in 50 minutes is far and away the biggest development thus far in the Trump-Russia probe and likely the biggest development in U.S. politics since President Nixon resigned from office during the Watergate scandal. This is historic. And again, this is coming from a lawyer's perspective. The next move for the White House is this one, to try to convince the American media and American voters that the only thing Mueller has on Flynn is what Flynn just pled to. But don't be deceived, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this cooperation deal works. While Flynn is getting a substantial benefit by being deliberately undercharged, if his evidence is very strong, Mueller may also have made an agreement regarding the amount of prison time the government will ask the judge for and how much time it will allow Flynn to ask for. 
He continues by saying what Flynn pled to carries a maximum penalty of one to five years, very light for the federal system, again, suggesting a sweetheart deal. He could have been charged with more, he could have faced more counts of the same charge, and he could still be eligible for a downward revision. Pence was nominally the head of the transition team, and Flynn is now saying he was in contact with members of the transition team, high-level members, about his conversations with Russia. If Mike Pence was one of them, and he lied about it publicly, he could face obstruction charges too. So what we've learned today is really four things. Number one, Donald Trump, the President of the United States, is a target of the Mueller probe, as Seth Abramson was saying and many attorneys have long said. Number two, Jared Kushner is almost certainly a target as well. Number three, Kushner needs a new lawyer. And number four, Pence may also be a target. He continues to say, it's too early to know all the dominoes that will fall as a result of what just happened with Michael Flynn, but we know there will be international effects and consequences. And the Trump presidency, including all of his policy and initiatives, is now gravely imperiled. But as I say this, understand something else. This is the beginning of the end for Trump, but it is not the end. The number of additional shoes that will be dropping in the days, weeks, and even months to come will cause substantial alarm to all Americans of good conscience. And an update that he had, uh, James Comey has now weighed in. Comey, like Flynn himself, is a witness in any prosecution, political, for example, impeachment or criminal via indictment of Donald Trump for obstruction of justice in the then pending Flynn case. Uh, so James Comey tweeted out a Bible verse, but justice rolled down like waters and righteousness like an ever flowing stream. Amos 5.24, and this was December 1st when he tweeted that. Uh, CBC uh, had a report, Trump-Russia scandal bigger than Watergate. And Seth Abramson adds to that, The Guardian's Luke Harding, who literally wrote the book on Trump-Russia collusion, at least the one we have now, and it's quite excellent by the way, he adds, says this scandal is bigger than Watergate, Seth Abramson agrees and has been saying that since December of 2016. He continues to say, This scandal not only has international implications, but profound implications for the future of the Republican Party. I don't write much about the domino effect this case involves, but we'll be hearing about it more very soon. So this is several times bigger than Watergate. Uh, Abramson continues, he says, Putin's election interference, as Harding notes, was part of a years-long campaign to destroy the European Union, NATO, and yes, the United States. Complicity in that campaign is complicity in an attempt by Putin to reinstate the Cold War and demolish Western democracy. It's that big. Uh, Abramson continues by saying Trump, Flynn, and many others had as late as August 17, 2016, but certainly much earlier than that, clear knowledge of what Putin's ambitions were, and they not only played footsie with him about that, but actively conspired with him and his agents in secret. Again, he says it's that big.
Abramson continues, he says, Before this ends, the GOP will have no choice but to disavow Trump as one of the greatest traitors in our history. We're getting only the first inkling of that eventuality today. But Trump will not go down quietly. He'll take about half of the GOP with him to form a new political party. So yes, the Roy Moore situation is very much about certain members of the GOP, Trump particularly apologizing for and or enabling a pedophile. But understand this, Roy Moore will also be a key, key leader in the political party Trump eventually forms once the GOP kicks him out. Uh, so Abramson continues, he says, I won't go too far down this line of analysis now, but suffice it to say that when I say today's plea is the beginning of the end for Trump's presidency, though we've got a long way to go, and this is pretty important, he says, well into 2018, it's also the beginning of the end for many other things and the start of some. More immediately, we have to talk about Pence. If Flynn told Pence anything about his Russia contacts and Pence then lied to America to cover it up, I hope it goes without saying, neither Congress nor America will stand for Pence assuming the presidency. This is that big. So we must consider that Flynn's full proffer, the one we have barely an inkling of so far, imperils the political and possibly legal future of both the President of the United States and the Vice President of the United States, so we'll eventually have to talk succession. I want to underscore we should not get ahead of this story to that degree, but anyone reading this thread and understanding the full implication of today's news has to begin thinking about and even preparing emotionally for some possible and quite historic eventualities. These eventualities are so encompassing that for the moment we must say this, number one, many people in the White House appreciate them and therefore, number two, literally nothing that comes from the White House on Russia going forward can be credited in the slightest and Abramson says he means that. Uh, the correct action for the White House to take as a matter of national security is to say absolutely nothing about what's happened. Anything else threatens to destabilize the nation and immediately becomes possible evidence in impeachment and or criminal proceedings. The amount of disinformation coming from Fox News and Trump allies right now will be written about in history books for years to come as constituting an infamous domestic disinformation campaign. Americans of good conscience in the White House must refuse to participate. Every attorney with experience in criminal law now presumes and factors into their analysis that Mueller has sufficient information to indict the President of the United States. He wouldn't have given Flynn this sort of deal otherwise. All of us should be acting carefully with that thought in mind. And breaking news that Abramson reported on as well. As predicted early on in this thread, it has now been revealed that Jared Kushner directly ordered Michael Flynn to engage in negotiations with the Russians during the last weeks of the Obama presidency, specifically in December of 2016. So this means that during a presidency legally established via national vote, Jared Kushner was working secretly with a hostile foreign nation to stop 
the proper operation of that duly elected president and presidency, this on its own would be harrowing, but it's just the start. Fox News is claiming that in addition to Kushner, the other very senior official on the transition team who told Flynn to negotiate sanctions and Israel policy with Russia before the inauguration was KT McFarland, but Flynn got McFarland her job and he was above her in the hierarchy, is what Abramson is pointing out. And then, just for some comic relief, because I know that's a lot of information to take in, apparently this is a thing. Uh, and I know in the previous podcast we were talking about beardaments. Uh, you know, I, I can't believe that that's the thing. Apparently now there are brow crowns. And you can see the image right there. I honestly don't know what's going on with the world. It's pretty fucking crazy to me. Um, then, again, trying to stay light, talking about something different. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs apparently could have had uh, coffee uh, back in the day. And, and it leads me to believe, because there's so many rumors about things like this, the Leafs could have had Gretzky, they could have had so many other players. Is there anybody the Leafs couldn't have had that really makes you sad as a Leafs fan? Um, then I heard a really good insult the other day, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, this motherfucker was so fat, it looked like he was having a threesome with Ben and Jerry. Uh, so I thought that that was pretty good. Uh, then the New York Post tweeted out that the feds want Shkreli's Wu-Tang Clan album, and Joe Rogan responded saying, tell me again how we're not living in a Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> and then there was a tweet uh, from a senator from Montana showing the tax bill that the Republicans are trying to get approved, which they actually did pass. I believe the vote was 51 to 49. At midnight on a Friday night, uh, that's about as shady as it gets, but it's even shadier because this thick bill that they passed in the Senate actually had handwritten notes and revisions handwritten that nobody could read. and. You know, the more that you find out about this tax bill, the more that you find out that it's basically written for the donors to these people. So basically, the donors have told these Republican senators and congressmen that if they don't pass this, that will be the end of any funding that they get from the donors. So I don't think there's anything sadder in the U.S. right now than this, because it's not even like they're trying to hide who they represent. They don't represent the, the normal per everyday person. It's the rich donors that they're getting shit passed for in, in tax reform. And if you don't believe that right now, you will definitely see that when you pay taxes over the next decade and beyond as a result of these changes, if it can get reconciled. Now that's where it gets crazy because what I saw in Vice News tonight the other day was unbelievable. Uh, there was, there is a an Alaskan senator Republican uh, that they needed her vote for them to be able to pass this bill in the Senate. So to do that, they added a provision just for her that would allow for drilling for oil in Alaska. 
Now, what's interesting about that is that there's actually 12 Republican congressmen in the House of Representatives that want that provision to be removed. So when it goes for reconciliation between the House and the Senate, in order for them to actually pass this bill into law, that could be removed, and if and when that gets removed, they may lose that vote in the Senate, which means nothing's going to happen. And it wouldn't surprise me if that's exactly what happens, because that's exactly what has been happening with the Republicans in control of the Congress. They haven't been able to pass a single fucking thing. As a matter of fact, President Trump has even had to go to the Democrats just to keep the, the government running, the budget, just to keep the government running. They're in control of the government, the House and the Senate. Like, it, it's unbelievable. Forget about what we were just talking about with Trump, because obviously that's its own thing now. Um, this is just insane. Uh, so this senator from Montana, Senator John Tester, it's a 479-page bill, and there's only a few hours before, at this time, that he had to vote. This was 22 hours ago uh, from when we're making this podcast. He says, one page literally has hand-scribbled policy changes, which we talked about, and it can't be read. This is Washington, D.C. at its worst. Montana deserves so much better, and I don't think it's just Montana that deserves better. I think America deserves better. But again, if you vote, if you don't vote, this is exactly what you get. And, you know, if you say, oh, well, I don't care, you will care when you pay your taxes and you're going to be paying more as the rich people don't. So it gets even better with Donald Trump. Everything that we just talked about with Seth, with what Seth Abramson said, as I was saying before, my opinion on it, you know, I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump to say the least. Anybody that's watched or listened to this podcast knows that to be a fact. But regardless of which side you're on, Democrat, Republican, you're, you're independent, you're a moderate like me, um, you know, whatever side of, of politics you're on, if what's going on and the, 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 the picture that he's painting is true and you've got no reason to believe it's not based on what's been going on with Flynn right now if anything that's just like the tip of the iceberg maybe uh, that's some pretty scary shit uh, because you've basically got a president and a vice president and an entire administration that's working to destabilize the UN to destabilize the European Union to destabilize uh, NATO to destabilize the United States government and Western democracies because that's what Putin wants. And if that's what's going on, I don't think treason is a strong enough charge or a strong enough word for what these assholes Donald Trump and Pence are doing. Uh, I honestly think that if they're found guilty of these things, they should be instantly killed, shot, because what they're doing runs against not forget about western democracy and government it's going against a way of life for most of the world and you're doing it for what so that you could win an election you haven't been able to pass anything you 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 have certainly fucked up uh the united states government um I don't think impeachment, treason charges, criminal charges are enough for these two if this is what's going on because this is worse than what even I would have feared. Uh, 
I honestly think that if these guys are guilty of these things, and I've got no reason to believe that they're not at this point, uh, you know, Seth Abramson is a lawyer, and he painted a very strong picture there. I honestly think that those guys should be shot dead, uh, because that is beyond treason to me. That is fucking... It's unforgivable in every sense. Totally unforgivable. And then you think about all of the chaos that has gone on under this asshole's presidency. Um, you know. It, it, and unfortunately, it's going to continue. Unfortunately, this is just the beginning of the chaos. As Abramson points out, you're looking at at least 2018 before this situation can truly be dealt with. Um, if that. And, you know... Even that, an impeachment hearing, uh, criminal charges against the president, a sitting president, uh, you know, these are things that will continue to just split that country apart. Um, and and I, I appreciate what Abramson's saying there is that forget about Republican versus Democrat, Americans with good conscience should be paying attention to this and should be fearful of what's going to transpire out of this. Um, and ultimately, I totally agree with what he's saying. You should be thinking succession uh, because Trump and Pence are most likely gone. And that means that you're going to have President uh, Paul Ryan because in terms of succession, he would be next in line. So pretty crazy situation. It gets worse. Believe it or not, even worse than what Seth Abramson was, was, was painting because he was saying that the White House should just keep their mouth shut. They should shut the hell up. Not Donald Trump. He tweeted out, I had to fire General Flynn because he lied to the vice president and the FBI. He has pled guilty to those lies. It is a shame because his actions during the transition were lawful. There was nothing to hide. That's unbelievable. Uh, and there was a lot of reaction to that tweet. Uh, Ted Lieu uh, tweeted out, This is obstruction of justice. The President of the United States now admits he knew Michael Flynn lied to the FBI. Yet Donald Trump tried to influence or stop the FBI investigation on Flynn. Kristen Clark tweeted out, this would be my Exhibit A during a trial. Donald Trump is conceding knowledge on a whole lot here. Will be interesting to see how Mueller uses this one. Then Glenn, Kles uh, Glenn, excuse me, Glenn Kessler tweeted out, uh, Let's see if I have this correct. Donald Trump now says he fired Flynn on February 13th because he lied to the FBI. But on February 14th, he asked Comey to drop the investigation even though he knew Flynn had committed a crime? And why did he wait to fire Flynn until the Washington Post exposed the lie? Uh, then Rosa Huang tweeted out, I'm sitting here absorbing the fact that Donald Trump may have just implicated himself and he probably doesn't even realize it. He just confessed to knowing that Flynn lied to the FBI before he was fired in a tweet. And then Hallie Jackson tweeted out, This raises some serious questions about what the president knew and when. Today's tweet implies President Trump knew that Flynn lied to the FBI. 
uh, Adida sued tweeted out the entire mainstream media we worked on this story for a year and he just he tweeted it out so in one tweet and that's exactly right he's exposed himself uh, as committing obstruction of justice of knowing that Flynn lied to the FBI and then the next day firing him the day after that telling Comey not to continue with the investigation and we will finish with this because I guarantee you this is not just how Tillerson feels, it's probably how his whole administration feels. This is Tillerson seeing a statue curled up in a ball. And you'll hear what he has to say. Yeah, so he said, some days I feel like I need to do that, curl up in a ball. So that's a good way to end this podcast. Uh, definitely a lot to think about if you're, if you're a long-time viewer of this podcast, uh, listener. I found this extremely fascinating, uh, obviously for the wrong reasons. Uh, you don't want to see any country in this situation, uh, but... You know, regardless of your politics, uh, I, I hope that you're able to kind of take in that information and, you know, be paying attention. I think that's the biggest thing out of all of this is that everybody needs to be paying, regardless if you're an American or a citizen of any other country in the world, if you're a Canadian like myself, but especially if you're an American, you've really got to be paying more attention to everything. You've got to watch what's going on right now. Um, very carefully because this could get very ugly very quickly and you're talking about some very very serious allegations and in a very serious situation here uh, again to me if what abramson is saying is, is is true and i've got no reason to doubt that it's not especially after trump's tweet there uh, i i honestly don't think treason is a strong enough word i really don't I think you you've uh, you're you're looking at something bigger than that, um, and yeah, you know, hopefully you guys found this podcast as interesting as I did to make it. I wanted to make this podcast as soon as I was piecing this together, uh, and you know, again, I highly recommend everybody checks out Seth Abramson on Twitter. Uh, just unbelievable what he was able to, to compile uh, that day, and. Uh, a lot to think about. Uh, so thank you as always for watching, for listening, uh, and we will see you guys on the next episode.